Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoTalk.News. I'm Thurlow Weed, and if you don't know much about CryptoTalk.News, we bring you daily cryptocurrency news updates right here through our podcast that you can find on Anchor and on iTunes. We are expanding to be able to offer it on other platforms as well. So if we're not on your favorite platform right now, we will be coming to your favorite platform soon. So definitely um, stick around for that. Also, we have a website where you can keep up to date with cryptocurrency news, and that is CryptoTalk.News. Again, that's CryptoTalk.News. We also have a YouTube channel of the same name, CryptoTalk News. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Snapchat, and you can find Thurlow Weed on Instagram, as well as Snapchat, too. But I don't want to get too much into talking about the show. I want to let you know a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today on the show. There are some big articles and some big headlines in cryptocurrency the last few days. 20% of university students, they actually use their financial aid to purchase cryptocurrency, which really, in my opinion, isn't a good It's just not a good idea. 70% of crypto exchanges actually allow weak passwords. Do you think it's up to your cryptocurrency exchange to dictate how weak or how strong your password is? Remember, we always encourage our listeners to contact us through the comments and through our message board. We like to play these messages throughout the shows because we want to hear feedback from you and we want to share that feedback with our listeners so remember go ahead and give us a call in or leave us a message about any of these topics that have really touched you there are going to be some more headlines today but that is just getting started welcome to cryptotalk.news make sure you give us a follow and we'll be right in to our first subject 20 percent of university students Use financial aid to buy cryptocurrency. We really want to hear your thoughts on this. Please let us know in the comments or by voice message what you think. Would you purchase cryptocurrency with your student loans? Is, I mean, if you would have done it last year, it would have paid off. But is it worth the risk? Let us know. That much and more right here on CryptoTalk.News. One last thing before I end this segment. We are working to get 1,000 subscribers and 10,000 applauses. Once we get 1,000 subscribers and 10,000 applauses, we're going to be doing regular giveaways. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow button and give the applauses if you like what we're talking about and if it's interesting and keeping you up to date. Thanks again, and I'll be right back with more CryptoTalk.News. of university students use financial aid to purchase cryptocurrency. Now, during March 16th through March 20th of this year, Student Loan Report teamed up with Pollfish to do a survey. 1,000 current university students with related loan debt asking one question. Have you ever used student loan money to invest in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin? The results surprised even the pollsters. 
This is crazy. Now, founder of the Student Loan Report, Drew Cloud, he said that younger Americans are certainly the most enthusiastic about cryptocurrency, if you may or may not know that. Now, they are the most active investors and they want to get involved in the space in any way possible. Now, however, he thought the percentage would be lower because he was a college student and your budget is thin and the extra money could be used on rent, groceries, or books. But the survey found that 21.2% of current college students with student loan debt, they actually used financial aid money to fund a cryptocurrency investment. Now, over four days, students with debt were asked one question about buying cryptocurrency with loan money and over one-fifth responded Yes. The student loan report actually asserted that student loan borrowers would be able to pull off such a maneuver because they're given their remaining student loan funds to be used on living expenses. Now, sometimes student debtors borrow more than they end up needing for that semester for their classes and such. And once the borrower's college or university financial aid office uses that necessary uh, aid, to pay for their courses, they send a refund check back to the to the student or to the borrower. Now, college borrowers uh, spending the money isn't tracked. They actually don't do that. But allowing whatever is left to be spent in a manner preferred by the debtor because it, it goes for their loans, they are going to have to pay it back. Now, another contributing factor is student loan debt payments. They usually don't occur until after graduation and usually... Typically, they don't start for about six months after graduation. Is this savvy or stupid? Now, cryptocurrency was the hottest investment in 2017. There's just no doubt about it, and especially for young Americans. So it is easy to understand that many college uh, borrowers, they think it was very savvy to spend their refund check and that they'd be able to quickly pay off their student debt because... Basically, in 2017, pretty much every ICO was at least jumping quite a bit, 10, 20, 30x on your ICO. So that right there being said, a lot of students felt that they would be able to pay off their loans. And at that point last year in 2017, they probably could have. But since cryptocurrency wasn't as big at the beginning of 2017, uh, and there wasn't as much FOMO, fear of missing out if you don't know, F-O-M-O, FOMO, uh, because there's so much FOMO, there's, you know, it, it, uh, it, it's a lot more attractive and it's attracting a lot more students and borrowers now. Now, uh, they could have spent or saved this money uh, they, they definitely could have been a lot more prudent about it. They could have saved it. They could have used it to pay off other things. I mean, the big thing is saving it. Now, a perfect example would be saving that money in a high-yield savings account that they could use later to, to actually pay off their student loans or to chip away at their student loans. If you get a high-interest savings account, I mean, at least you can use some of that money from your high interest and put it towards there. And if you don't have to pay it back typically for six months after you've already graduated, depending on how far along in school you are, you may be able to just keep 
compounding the interest of your high yield savings account and then have some of that extra money to be able to pay a chunk down or more of a chunk down. Again, it just depends on how much your student loans you're getting back, how much of it's not being used. Now, each semester, there there could be a bit of a check. So you can actually add to it throughout your years. Just as an example, real quick, is if you're a freshman and you did this, instead of spending it on cryptocurrency, you actually could have went ahead and saved it your first and your second semester of freshman year and your your first and second semester of sophomore and junior and senior, allowing it to grow not only through the high yield savings, but also through, um, through adding to it. And then you would be able to have... A, a chunk of money to be able to pay towards your student loans. Now, a lot of you may or may not be thinking that, of course, I could have taken semester one and two of, of my freshman year and put it into cryptocurrency. And by the end of my senior year or even my junior year, I could be a millionaire. That is possible. But the, with the with how volatile the cryptocurrency market is and with the fact that we don't know when, what, where those coins are going to go, of the ICO coins or the coins that have been launched since the beginning of the year, 76% of them are actually less than what they launched for or less than the actual ICO price. So at this point in time, it's not best to get into an ICO until after it's hit the exchange. Enough on that subject. Let us know. Give us a shout out in the messages and let us know what you think. Are these college borrowers crazy or is it worth the risk let us know and i'll be back with more cryptotalk.news and top headlines in the cryptocurrency space right after this when it comes to cryptocurrencies It always seems like there's something going on with a hack or news headlines talking about this got stolen or hackers tried to hack this vice, whatever it may be. Even just this morning headlines in Atlanta that part of the the city's um, infrastructure was basically hijacked where they couldn't make payments they couldn't look at court dates and stuff and it's actually being held for ransom for approximately $51,000 in Bitcoin so when it comes to hacking and, and security do you believe that it's up to your cryptocurrency exchange to set a weak or strong password and make you have a strong password do you think it's up to them or do you think it's up to you because 70 percent of cryptocurrency exchanges actually allow weak passwords that is crazy this is 70 percent of the leading cryptocurrency exchanges and they allow their users to create accounts with weak passwords now this leaves them exposed to financial theft due to unsafe password practices now, less than half of the survey is half of these surveyed um, the, uh, on the trading platforms. They actually only half of them. Excuse me. Less than half of the surveyed trading platforms provide password strength assessment tools. 
it's just absolutely crazy. One, two, three, four, five, and password. Can you believe that? Some of the most popular cryptocurrency exchanges actually allow customers to use these dangerously weak passwords. 43% of the platforms let users create accounts choosing passwords with fewer than eight characters, and 34% do not require alphanumeric passwords at all. This this study it actually revealed that many cases testers were able to set up accounts with passwords using simple number combinations like one two three four five and even words like password. Now, more than 70% of the surveyed exchanges allow you to create weak passwords, and this is according to the annual cryptocurrency exchange password power rankings, and this is presented by Dashlane, the digital cur- digital security company that has tested 35 of the leading crypto cur- crypto trading platforms in the world, and they examine their password and their account securities. Now, researchers also checked. To see if exchanges actually provide password strength assessment tools, you know, or if they、uh, do email confirmation on activation or some sort of activation, and if they do two-factor or offer two-factor authentication, they actually found that less than 50% of the exchanges provided account holders with tools like meters or color-coded bars, anything that could allow them.、Uh, To provide safe practices, they've not done. Now,、uh, allowing unsafe practices may leave many customers' accounts exposed to hacking and to financial theft. If they get your email and you have a weak password, all they have to do is have your Gmail account and guess your password, and they're in. That's not very hard for a hacker. It's not, but these people do it thinking that it will be very simple for them to remember. And there's a reason that websites force you to to have stronger passwords, or at least give you the tools to let you know that hey, your password's weak. Now, the fact that many exchanges allow their users to create weak passwords should serve as a wake-up call to the entire industry. And this is coming from Dashlane CEO Emmanuel Schlitt. Now,、uh, he said in a press release. That he's no,、uh, he's he also or now he said this in a press release, and he also noted that、uh, signing up for a cryptocurrency exchange is comparable to signing up for a bank account. Now,、uh, a lot of us in crypto know this, but new people don't understand that. And with your bank account, your credit cards, your Bitcoin, and any other digital asset potentially stored on an exchange, it's very very critical that your account is locked down. On the security front, you wouldn't want people hacking into your Etsy shop or your Shopify or anything like that. Your bank account. There's a reason that these precautions are taken. There's a reason that they won't let you have your four-digit code, the last four digits of your social security number. There's reasons for these things, and two-factor authentication is absolutely crucial. None of this text message stuff. Do not have them send a message to your phone. It's not secure, you know. And it, check this out. Each exchange in the survey that had been tested on five critical password and account security criteria, and they ranked according to the points that they received. Only ten platforms have met all five criteria, and these are ones to remember: 
Bitcoin.de, BitMEX, BTCC, Cobbinhood, Coinbase, Cryptopia, Gemini, Huboy, ItBit, and Paxful. Now, the study was conducted from March 12th to March 19th of 2018, and it's the first attempt by the password manager to rank cryptocurrency exchanges according to their password security procedures. Now, previously, the company actually tested and ranked leading consumer websites in accordance with similar criteria. So Dash Lane has experience in doing this. Now, experts advise users to actually generate unique passwords with no less than eight characters for each online account that they open. Now, using numbers and case-sensitive letters and especially symbols also provide security. Passwords containing common phrases, places, or names should be avoided. Now, enabling a two-factor authentication, or 2FA is what it's also called, is very critical and it should not be skipped even when you log in for the first time. This is your money. This is your bank account. This is whatever, your stocks. This is everything. You're not going to want a stock trading account if anybody can be able to hack into it. These are very, these things are very important, and I'd love to hear a sound off from everybody in the messages, letting me know what you think. Should these exchanges be held accountable? Should they be held accountable for making sure that you have the tools to make sure that your password is correct? Or should we just let everybody know, and then people can make their educated decision which is something that you can only really do anyways. Me, I'd personally boycott the ones that don't force you to have very strong passwords. I want to know what you think. Please let us know. Also, if you like this segment, make sure you follow us for more cryptocurrency news and reach those applauses. We're trying to get one or 10,000 applauses. So if at any time, go ahead and clap it on up if you're here on Anchor. Thank you very much for checking it out. We'll be back with more cryptocurrency news right after this.